Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. What's up, everybody? I'm Najee Adams. And I'm Hunter Jacobs. And you're listening to the Hoop Bowl Nets podcast. So, we are back. It's been a while. We know. But, uh, so, school ended for, well, we went on our Christmas break, I guess you could say, like every other college student. And I went away on a cruise. And Hunter didn't quite exactly feel like recording another podcast by himself. And I just got back from my cruise, what, like two nights ago? So, here we are. And also, a lot of stuff in our personal life is going on. But we have decided to come together and make a commitment for 2020. Um, And so we got together and decided which days would be best for us. Because before we were kind of just wing it and record whenever we felt like recording or whenever we could record. But we sat down and we like mapped out our schedules and our obligations to school and everything. And so we have decided to record every Monday and every Thursday, meaning you'll probably get the episode every Tuesday and every Friday. So one at the beginning of the week, one at the end of the week. Obviously, if anything crazy happens, we'll do like a little emergency episode. And uh, we can do that on the weekends real quick. It would only take like one of us if the other one wasn't available. But yes, hold it to hold us to it. A solid contract of us recording every Monday and every Thursday. So there's that. Shout out to Hawaiian Isles Cold and Coffee Company for sponsoring this podcast and every other hoopball podcast. You can find them on Twitter at Hi Kona Coffee. That is Kona with a K. Um, you could also find them at Amazon. Just look up Hi Kona Coffee. They pop up. Purchase their products. Me and Hunter have both tried them like a year or two ago, back when we were taking our finals, and uh, they kept us up all all night and kept us energized and ready to go. So. Make sure you leave a five-star rating and review. Just look up Brooklyn Nets or Hoopball Nets on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcasts, you can look us up and we'll come up. Leave a five-star rating and review because all reviews are getting read on the podcast. And speaking of reviews, we actually have two that we didn't read from the last time. And uh, the first one is by Pecan.car. It is entitled, Great Podcast is a Five-Star. Love their energy. So engaging and informative to listen to. Thank you. We appreciate it. Um, and the next one is by No Cap Bill. It is entitled Best Nets Pod Around. It is also a five star. Love these guys and the content that they provide for the Nets community. If you're looking for a great Brooklyn podcast, look no further. So thank you to you two, No Cap Bill and Pecan Carr. 
We appreciate you. We appreciate all the kind words of every single review that we have. So uh, if you want to be like them too, leave a five-star rating and review, and we will read it. And so, yes, let's actually get into the Mets. So the last time that the two of us recorded was like December 4th, I think. So it's been about a month since both of us have been on the podcast. And in that month, the Nets have been absolutely, positively terrible. So they are on a current six-game losing streak as of right now because they just finished their game with the Magic, where they got uh, demolished, actually. They lost 89 to 101. Um, Yeah, they gave up a career-high 25 points. To the uh, former number one overall draft pick, Mr. Markel Fultz. And it seems like the Nets have been giving up career highs far too frequently, which is uh, a tribute to how bad their defense has been overall. Yeah, I mean, things just haven't been coming together for them. And I don't know if it's like chemistry or just so many injuries that people are on and off the court and you can't develop anything solid, but... Their defense, it hasn't been bottom of the barrel, but it also hasn't been good either. Like, the Magic... They're middle of the pack for defense, and if you're going to be middle of the pack for defense, your offense has to be at least middle or better, and their offense has been absolutely horrendous. Yeah, that is what I think is the biggest problem for the Nets right now. So, in their last 12 games... Their last 12 games, so they're on a six-game losing streak. But They are one of the worst teams in the NBA with a 3-9 and nine record. Only the Kings and Hawks are worse, and they are tied with the Pistons and Suns at 3-9. So, yeah, they're 3-9 and nine in their last 12. Uh, they have an offensive rating of a 100. Do what? You, a flat 100. Do you know how many teams have a better offensive rating than them? 28 <laughs> because that the one team worse is the worst team in the league the Atlanta Hawks exactly and the Hawks have a offensive record offensive rating of 98.7 the Nets have a hundred and then every other team is at least 101.4 or higher with the highest being the Nuggets at 116.6 so the Nets have been very 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 bad they are bottom five in a net rating with a negative five they uh, Their assist-to-turnover ratio is bottom four with a 1.41 assist-to-turnover ratio. Uh, they have a top-five pace in the league, but that's not seeming to matter very much because they're not making their shots. They're not making their shots. So you might say, like, how are the Nets so bad? They're not this bad on paper. Well, when you look at their team without Karis LeVert, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant, they're this bad on paper because... <laughs> In their last 13, I'm looking at right now, Jared Allen, he is what, their second, who's their second leading scorer? Joe Harris. Joe Harris is their second leading scorer, and no one on the Nets, outside of Spencer Dinwiddie, averages 15 points. And also, no one other than Jared Allen and DeAndre Jordan touches near 50% from the field. Not anybody. DeAndre Jordan, 58.5, and Jared Allen, 60.7. Joe Harris, 44.5. Spencer Dinwiddie, 43. Wilson Chandler, 45. Torian Prince is shooting 28%. In his last 13 games, which 
he has honestly been one of the biggest letdowns for someone that was supposed to be so good. I remember in the beginning of the season, we asked each other who was our like breakout player for the Nets. I know I did we both say Torian Prince? Yes. We both said Torian Prince. And I really thought that he was gonna contribute something. Especially with Karis Levert down. I thought he would step up. That is uh indeed not the case because uh he's averaging nine point one points and eight point one rebounds. And then um Garrett Temple, who Kenny Atkinson loves so much, is shooting thirty point three percent over his last twelve games. And then Timothy Luawu Cabra. He's shooting 38.6%, but he's playing some good defense. Which is earning him rotation minutes and a potential contract. And then uh, we have Karras, who made his way back against the Raptors a game ago. The Nets still lost that game, but Karras actually played played very, very well. Um, He came in at around like the 4 minute 50 second mark of the first quarter. He finished with 13 points in 16 minutes on 5 of 7 shooting. He looked... Amazing. Very, very, very good. If him and Spencer Dinwiddie can come back and average 20 points apiece, then we could be talking about something. But until that happens, the Nets are really, really not looking too they, good right now. They have now the same record, essentially, as the Magic, who were the eighth seed. The Nets were locked at the seventh seed for so long, and they may just be dropping. Although the ninth seed is so far back that if they if they continue to lose at this rate, it's possible they miss playoffs. The but thing is, it's going to be hard for them to lose that bad. The thing is, so the first six seeds, no one's catching them, as we're being honest. So the seventh seed, which is the Magic right now, have 17 wins. The Pacers, who are the sixth seed, have 23. And then everyone from there has 23, 24, 26, 25, 32. So the Nets are basically battling for the 7th or 8th seed with the Magic. And that's about it. Because the Hornets, they're so far behind. The Bulls are far behind. The Pistons are way far behind. The Wizards, the Cavs, the Knicks, and the Garbage Hawks are all very, very, very far behind. So it's basically the Nets and the Magic. The... The odds that they don't make the playoffs are slim. They'd have to be very, very bad. If they bomb this five-game stretch coming up, there's a real chance that they miss. Okay, so I, I let's talk about the, the five-game stretch because it's really not fair. Like, when you look at their their upcoming schedule, like, it's, it's ridiculous because... Okay, so they play the Thunder... Even though it's at home, potential loss. I'm going to go ahead and say that's a loss for the Nets. Then they play the Heat, probably a loss. That's oh, that's a, that's what? Eight-game losing streak. Then they play the Hawks. They should win that. It's at home. True. It is at home. So let's say they break the losing streak there. Cool. Then they play the Jazz. That's probably an L. And, he, and that's the first game of the five-game uh Insane stretch. Yeah. Death row. And they play Sixers, Bucks, Sixers, Lakers. Yes, the Sixers have been horrible. And Embiid just dislocated his finger. So if they can break off a win, maybe both against the Sixers, that will mean something. The thing but is, there's... There, there's no shot they beat the Bucks or Lakers. 
there's there's light at the end of the tunnel because after that five game death row, they play the Pistons, who are very beatable. The Knicks, who are very beatable. The Pistons, again, beatable. Bulls, beatable. Wizards, beatable. Suns, beatable. Warriors, beatable. And that's when Lavert should be back. And depending on what Kyrie opts to do, he could be playing through injury at that point. So since you brought it up, we might as well talk about Kyrie because... So when he hasn't played in about eight weeks, he's been out... He's played 11 games, I think. 11 games. The Nets, they very badly need him and what he brings to the table. Look, I'm not the biggest fan of Kyrie, as everyone knows, but their offense has been absolutely horrible, and there's no shot he could make it any worse. Dinwiddie's been great and all, but returning him to his bench role... Keeps the bench balanced as he could lead the charge on the bench, and Kyrie will lead the charge for the starters. So Kyrie's been taking like these shots, these shots in his shoulder to help him deal with the pain. And if bursitis is what he has, exactly bursitis, that's what he has. And he's been taking these shots to help him deal with the pain. The last one he took was Christmas Eve, December 24th. And he's now seeing that if if whether or not he can play through the pain and come back. If not, he will need arthroscopic surgery and will likely be out until next season and return with Kevin Durant. So I think if you're the Nets, you have to weigh the pros and the cons with bringing Kyrie back. Now, the pros. You get Kyrie comfortable with the Nets. You can build some chemistry with your up the offense you'll have next year, minus Kevin Durant, of course. Another pro, you can just get Nets fans out there to see him because every Nets fan I know is ecstatic that we signed Kyrie and they want to see him play. Only got to see him play 11 games. They want to see more out of him, so there's that. And then, obviously, the whole we could make a run at the playoffs, we can make a run at the chip. And you need Kyrie to do that. Now, those are all very what-if scenarios. (laughs) But when we go to the cons, what's the worst thing that can happen? So, worst thing that can happen is Kyrie re-injures his shoulder. It gets even worse. And then, let's say he can't make it back for the beginning of next season. And then we're right back where we were this season. With Kevin Durant. Exactly. But what's the best thing that can happen? We make the second round and get bounced? Like, is that really worth it? Um, I don't even think the second round is realistic. I'm just saying, like, best, best case scenario of all the stars aligned. Second round is about the farthest we're going. And I don't want to sound like this is just completely pessimistic about the Nets, but we need to be honest with ourselves here. Is it worth bringing Kyrie back for a 7th or 8th seed team when we could just wait, let his shoulder completely heal, not see that man play another game until next October? And then next year is the year that they can compete when they get the best scorer in the world back. The best basketball player in the world. When he was playing, he was the best basketball player in the world. Get a top five point guard back. Two best friends, keep Karis, keep Spencer Dinwiddie, 
keep Joe Harris and actually contend for a chip, or would you rather bring Kyrie back now for a middling, lower-end Eastern Conference team just to bottom out in the first round? That makes no sense to me. I don't know why this is even a decision. That needs to be mulled over. Like, just just keep him out for the season. I understand that Nets fans want to see him, but I'm sure that Nets fans want to see a, a NBA championship much more. And you have a better chance of that next season if you keep Kyrie healthy. Also, you said Joe Harris, but uh, it's important to note that he's a free agent. But I don't see a, a realm where they don't sign him back, especially when he's not even playing amazing this year. He's not going to. Yes, but he's going to get 15 plus million a year. I mean, yeah, because a lot of bad teams have a lot of cap rooms. I'm sure one would give them. Yeah, but even good teams that find cap room will jump on that. They need him. But I think Joe Harris is have a player that would stay loyal to Brooklyn. Like, he's been here for the bad. So I don't think he would jump ship right when they're about to be nice, you know? Like, I feel like he would let the Nets get him at a discount. Hey, I hope so, but unless he does, they can't afford him. They they can afford him since it's their own player, but they're going to be well over the cap and have no room to do anything else. I mean, since we're talking about moves, do you think they're active at the trade deadline? I don't. If they're active, I don't think it would be taking. I don't think they'd be acquiring anyone better. Yeah, I, I think they'd be dumping people. Yeah, I definitely say they're sellers. Like, I don't think they they'd be buying if at the did, deadline. They'd be dumping people like, um, like Joe Harris if they feel they can't re-sign him, or. Wilson Chandler, if a contender wants him, or Torian Prince, if a contender gives them enough for him, or Garrett Temple, maybe even Rodion's Kirks. Yeah, I can't see them being willing to acquire anybody because I don't. I think the, the people who they won't give up are Kyrie, Dinwiddie, KD, Jared Allen, and DeAndre Jordan because. DeAndre Jordan was signed for the sole purpose of Kyrie and KD. I want to another thing I want to talk about is um my boy David and Wapa. It was a sad, sad day when I found out that. See, I was a big, big David and Wapa fan ever since we signed him this offseason. And I was campaigning for him to get minutes when Iman Shumpert was getting minutes because I said that uh, David and Wabo was better. And lo and behold, he starts to play very, very good, and the man ruptures his Achilles. Yes. He um, is out for the season. The Nets decided to cut him and cut Henry Eldenson as well to make room on the roster. For the potential signing of Timothy Luau Cabarat, who right now is a top 1% defensive player in the league, although it's not a large sample size. And then they also signed Justin Anderson to a 10-day. And, and, and he actually does get burned. Like, Justin Anderson actually gets burned. And I actually think he's a pretty decent NBA player. I don't think he's garbage. But... 
Yeah, I was very sad to hear that David Nwaba uh, will miss the season. I think he could have been a very, very valuable asset to the Nets if everything would have worked out, especially in the playoffs when uh, you need a a big dog defender to to guard a backcourt player. I think he would have been that guy for the Nets. Um, Another thing that's coming up is actually like the All-Star break. Believe it or not, it's actually like less than a month away or like a little bit over a month away. And do you think the Nets will have anybody to represent them? In any of the events. Any of the events, yes, because Joe Harris is going to go back to three-point contest. And do, you th- do you think he'll repeat? I don't. No. I, uh, I definitely don't. <laughs> Not after this. Not after this season. I already uh, put in the Week Ahead article that my prediction for the contest was Duncan Robinson of the Heat winning. And if not him, Davis Bertans. Do you know who, like, is it official who's competing yet? No, but I believe both of those guys are going to be in it. My vote my vote is on Contavious Caldwell Pope. Yeah, yeah you're a joke. <laughs> um, I think Dinwiddie will probably be in the scales competition. Wasn't he? Oh, he had won, but he didn't play in it last year because he was injured. Yeah. Yeah, so he'll definitely do it this season. And there's a chance he makes the All-Star game, but probably not being that the reserves are voted in by the coaches. I just, I don't think he will get the respect that he deserves in all reality. I think someone like Chris Middleton or Tobias Harris are going to get the coaches' votes because that's usually how it goes. I don't know why these coaches love Chris Middleton so no, bad. And veterans, they always pick veterans. I guarantee you in the West, LaMarcus Aldridge makes it and somebody as good as Brandon Ingram or Devin Booker gets snubbed. I think that both of them should make it. I think Brandon Ingram and Devin Booker need to make the Western yeah, Conference. Yeah, I'm with team. you, but I know these coaches, LaMarcus Aldridge is probably going to make the game, which which is not deserved. But, yeah, what about the dunk contest? Did you see Dwight um, Howard is playing in it? <laughs> John Morant got invited, too. So did Zach Levine, but he said he'd only do it if he was an all-star. <laughs> so it's looking tough for Zach Levine. He may make. He might up. make it. He might make it. I mean, the Bulls are very bad, but but he still might. Make. I mean, they're the ten seed. They have thirteen wins, but he's averaging like twenty three per game, so he very well might make it. I mean, the starting backcourt is going to clearly be Trey Young and Kemba. Yeah, and then the other three are going to be Jimmy Butler, Pascal Siakam, probably and Giannis. And Giannis. Yeah. And then the the guard reserves. See, there's a lot of options. Bradley Beal's a shoe-in. Yeah, he's definitely going to make it easy. Ben Simmons is probably going to make it. Although, I, I don't know. Embiid's going to make it. Tatum's going to make it. Will Jalen Brown make it? See, that's one of those. Jalen Brown competes with Dinwiddie, Devontae Graham, and Zach Levine. What about Bam Adebayo? All of these guys will probably be wild card the competition. And then looking at the West, I mean, AD and LeBron are locks. 
Um, and then the backcourt is locked at Harden and Donkic. Yeah, Harden's a lock. Donkic's a lock. Westbrook is probably a lock. Well, the, the last forward spot is between Cat and Kawhi. Kawhi. They're both gonna make it though. Cat's gonna make, make it. it. Kawhi's gonna make gonna it. One of them's gonna start. One of them's gonna reserve. Paul George is gonna make PG's it. PG's gonna make it. Yep. Uh, Chris Paul will definitely not make it. Westbrook is gonna make it. Yeah, Damian Lillard's gonna make it. I personally think Brandon Ingram needs to make it. If D'Angelo Russell played more games, I think he should make it. No, but, Donovan Mitchell is out playing him. Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, I mean it. he's played way more games, so yeah, Go he, Bear he should probably make it. Make it. Yeah, but it's Jokic just tough. May make it. Uh, I don't know about that one. I mean, they're they're the second seed, so they deserve to have more than just one player. But I don't know if Jokic's numbers are good enough to back it up this season. He's probably yeah, he'll still make it. What is he averaging? Like oh. eighteen, ten, and six. Yeah, he had forty-seven today. So <laughs> he had forty-seven, eight, and five today. So uh, I'm just gonna shut my uh, mouth. <laughs> and so. Lastly, we kind of touched on this earlier, but bottom line, is it a failure? Would would we consider it, or would the Nets fans consider it a failure if the Nets didn't make the playoffs this season? I no, go ahead. I want to say I want to say yes because you wanted to show KD something for when he came back, but you always knew in the back of your head that you're losing no matter what. Like, there's six teams that are shoe-ins in the East to make the playoffs right now. And those six all have their fair shot of making the finals, if we're being honest. The Bucks are really good, but the Celtics are good. The Heat are good. The Raptors are good. The Sixers are good. And the Pacers will have Oladipo back when the playoffs are here. So... The Nets were losing to any of those six teams that they stumbled into. Uh, I feel like they could have beat the Pacers if they had Kyrie. That's about it, though. Even so, you you can match it up, and the Pacers are still a deeper team. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because uh, DeMontis is a monster now all of a sudden. Oladipo. They have Brogdon, they have Lamb, they have Warren, they have Aaron Holiday. They have a lot of players yeah. that are solid. And... The way the Nets have played, Torian Prince has shown nothing. Joe Harris has regressed, although I think when KD comes back, it will take pressure off of him to score on his own, and he'll get his percentage back up. Yeah, I mean, I think having KD on the court makes it easier for everybody. Like He's, I just, don't, he's I, a monster. Torian Prince really has disappointed me, but I do still have faith in him to turn it around for the second half of the season. Yeah, no, I see, I, I don't think it'd be a failure either, to be completely honest. Like, I, I get what you're saying. Like, and I, I we, we agree. I think that a lot of Nets fans and the Nets organization wanted to show KD, like, this is what we have. And this but is, I think, I think they showed him last year. Exactly. Like, this, he understands, one, he can't go anywhere. So, this, it doesn't matter. Two, he understands that injuries happen. And I'm sure that he would rather have a fully healthy team next season than a half a half healthy team this season that's going to go nowhere. Like, the thing is, 
the the series last year against the Sixers is what showed KD and Kyrie what Brooklyn was about and got them to sign. But then they abandoned Dudley and D'Angelo Russell and half of the roster. And for, for these two players. And now we're here. So they, they showed them what the team was about just so they could rip it in half and replace it with them two and DeAndre Jordan. And now, and like you said, now we're here. And now we're at the crossroads of the season where we need to decide, is bringing Kyrie back worth it? And my answer is I, a... I don't see why anyone would say it is worth exactly. it. Exactly. My answer is a resounding no. Just let him sit. We, we have nothing to prove to anybody. They might as well shut him down just as the Pistons will shut down Blake Griffin. But they, see, the thing, they don't have anything to, to oh, play yeah, for no, next season. Useless, theirs is useless anyway. And like, I don't even know why he's playing at all. I really there. think that a lot of people are not, they don't, or they don't remember, or they don't understand how nice KD really is. And he's, he can, like, people watch Giannis and they're like, oh, he's so nice. He's the best player in the league. KD is a different, he can give you 50 on every single night. It's the same thing that happened with Kawhi. Exactly. People forget the finals took down LeBron finals MVP. The garbage with the Spurs happened. Oh, he's not even a top seven player in the league. Comes back, wins a chip, comes back, dominates game seven buzzer beater, scores 30 in nearly every single playoff game, took down the Warriors dynasty, ending a second dynasty. And the same thing happened is I'm telling you. There's no reason someone would say that he's not a top three player in the NBA, realistically. And I'm telling you, if you ask most people right now, like unbiasedly, not not taking this season into account, who's the top three players in the league, I guarantee you most people don't even say KD, which is crazy because he's probably number one. Most people are probably going to say Giannis, Kawhi, and, and Harden, or Giannis, Kawhi, and LeBron. Like, the Nets have two Outside of the Lakers duo, the Nets might have the second best duo in the NBA. They might. Nah, they definitely don't have the best because the Lakers probably have the best. But outside of. They have the the third best probably. Why? Because Russ and Harden? Are you forgetting Paul George? Oh, oh, I did. (laughs) I definitely did. Okay, wait. But who's better, KD or Kawhi? KD. They're really close because <laughs> KD, KD, who's KD. who's better, Kyrie or Paul George? About even. No, Paul George. Is About, better. Okay, come on now. I will take Paul George. All <laughs> come day. on now. Paul George is better. Paul George is better. I'm sorry. You uh, but, cannot do okay, it. okay, by a smidgen, by a pinky toe, <laughs> and by that same margin, KD is better than Kawhi. Okay, so they very well might have the second best duo in the league. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're third, but you could say that. Like, they, the Nets, people forget that we have KD and Kyrie Irving. What are, we have nothing to prove to anybody. We, we won, we won, we won last, we won the offseason. We could win zero games this year, and we still, it's a success, because next season is what matters. So, let Kyrie rest, let KD rest, I don't care, sit DeAndre Jordan if you want. Just as long as everyone is healthy next season, 
it doesn't matter because the playoffs this season means nothing compared to the playoffs next season. And speaking of the playoffs, since we're already on the topic, we are sponsored by MyBookie. Um, Christmas is coming on, but the Super Bowl is quickly approaching. The NFL playoffs is in full swing. We just seen what our teams are capable of this season, and now it's time to get your last bets in before the Super Bowl. Will the Ravens be able to get it done? We already saw Tom Brady get bested by the Titans, so if you had bet on the Patriots that game, I'm very sorry. Uh, I bet you have a feeling whether or not uh, your team will win the chip. So you can head over to mybookie.ag to make your predictions a reality. MyBookie is one of the most trusted in the industry. If you're looking for a sports book to make some bets for the Super Bowl games, MyBookie is where you want to go. And they're not just a football gambling site. If they're not your thing, no worries. MyBookie's got it all. From the NBA to the Premier League, they've got the fastest payouts, best promotions, and a very helpful 24-7 customer service team. You can even pool your bets together for a bigger payout. Let's say you've got a couple of big favorites this week. You can parlay wagers, and that lets you bet multiple games together. And if they all come through, you win big. MyBookie has more lines and better odds for the players in any other sports book around. And if you join right now, that is right now at this very second, my bookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to a thousand dollars, which means if you deposit two thousand, you'll get an extra thousand in free money to play with. And who doesn't love free money? And all you have to do is use our promo code NETS, that's N E T S, to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code NETS to get your extra cash from my bookie. Bet, win, get paid. And with that, we're going to end this episode. We are so happy to be back, and I promise you, me and Hunter both promise you that we're going to stick to the recording schedule. So the next time you hear us, we'll be on Friday. Pick um, a letter. Pick a letter. Oh, I always forget. So the letter for this week, well, for this episode, is going to have to be R. 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 R, R, R. Oh, I already got one. Wait, does it have to be first name? Ah, it doesn't matter. Rajon Rondo. That's what I was thinking of. That's what I was thinking of. I was thinking of Rajon Rondo because it's RR. See, the first thing that popped into my head was Jason Richardson. I think it has to be first names. All right, we're going to make the rule now. It has to be first names. Okay. So, yeah, Rajon Rondo is both of our picks. Subscribe to the Hoop on Nets podcast on podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, Wherever you listen to your podcast, subscribe to us, leave a five-star rating on iTunes, and leave a review, because all reviews are getting read on the podcast. Um, Follow us on Twitter, at HoopBallNets. We're going to get active on Twitter again, get involved with you guys, get engaged with you guys, tweet at us, let us know your questions, comments, concerns, constructive criticism, everything. And uh, yeah, you can follow us individually on Twitter, I'm at Adams underscore Hunter is at Hunter underscore JKR. They're in the little description of the podcast. You can just click on those. And, uh, yeah, one more time, shout out to Hawaii Now's Kona Coffee Company for sponsoring this podcast and every other hoopball podcast. You can find them on Twitter at High Kona Coffee. That's Kona with a K. And without further ado, we'll see you all on Friday. This has been a hoopball presentation. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.